0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's O Behave with Arden Moore, this show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Arden Moore
1: Welcome to the OPH show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. Hey, we're coming close to August and August, everyone, is Itchy Pet Awareness Month. And here to talk about how to fight allergies in our pets and showcase a new program aimed for shelters is a pretty cool veterinarian. He's got a lot of initials after his name. He is from Zoetas and we're talking about Dr. Andrew Hillier. Dr. Andy, thank you for being on the show.
2: Hey, Arden, thank you very much. And you know, when you've got a lot of letters behind your name, it just means you've moved around a whole bunch. That's all it means. And by the way, it's summer, like you said. Dogs and cats aren't sneezing. What are they doing? They're itching and scratching and biting and licking, right?
1: That's irritating to them. And we feel a little powerless, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I think that it's
2: very frustrating for people. You know, if you've had an itchy pen, I know you. you, You've, at some point, you've had probably more than one itchy pen, and it's it's an emotional roller coaster because it doesn't just go away. It slowly gets worse. You kind of feel bad about it. You're frustrated. You're anxious? You feel guilty? Is that my fault? It's a tough thing to have.
1: And that's spilling into the dog, too, or the cat. They're dealing with it, but they're also dealing with smelling our emotional state, correct?
2: Absolutely. Do you know what? There's even work that's been done that's shown that animals, dogs that have itch, actually have increased levels of cortisol in their hair, telling you that they are stressed and they have anxiety. So it's not just a skin problem, it leads to stress and anxiety in dogs as well as obviously the similarly in humans.
1: we got to solve that. And that's why we have you here on the show talking about allergies in our dogs. But we got to take a break. So sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back.
3: Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code meow30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: OBehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer,
1: Arden Moore. Welcome back to the OBehave Show on PetLife Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. On our show today, Dr. Andy Hillier from Zoetis. Tell us a little bit about Zoetis. It's been around a long time, this company, but you're always trying to improve and get things better. So if you had to be in an elevator ride, how would you describe what this company does to help pets who itch and chew and scratch?
2: Yeah, well, what I can tell you, Arden, is back in the early 2000s, they recognized a huge need because the number one reason why dogs are taken to veterinarians is because of itching and scratching. It's the number one reason, okay? I'm sure a lot of people think it's because of vomiting or diarrhea. Those are pretty common, but it's skin issues. And Yikes. back in the early 2000s, you know, the only thing that we had was steroids. And we don't want to use steroids. No one wants to use steroids if you unless you absolutely have to because they often come with some side effects. They do an okay job in terms of controlling the, the itching and the scratching and reducing the dermatitis. But if you use them for an extended period of time, there are some very significant side effects. So Zoetis recognized there was a huge need for something that could be used safely and that was effective, that could be used long term. And uh, with a lot of research, eventually came out with a product called Apoquil.
1: And if you don't mind, Dr. Andy, spell that because I want people to register it in their brain. Oh, sure. So it's Apoquil, A-P-O-Q-U-E-L. Okay. And it was the
2: first drug in a brand new class of anti-inflammatories. They weren't even, this drug class wasn't even used in humans at that time.
1: Now, wait a minute. I got to say bow wow on that, man. <laughs> bow wow on that. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. go ahead.
2: So that's what we did. We did the research and looked at the science and said, we got to take a different approach from steroids. And, and I don't think we even recognized when we launched this product Apical in 2013, which is 10 years ago. We're celebrating the 10-year anniversary.
1: Congratulations. But when
2: we launched it, I don't think we we even recognized what a desperate need there was. The market grew massively over the last 10 years because suddenly there was something that could be done for these animals that, like I said, was highly effective and safe.
1: So let's speed forward at 2023 because... Zoetis isn't just sitting here around going, way to go. We did it. We did it. You are always trying to get something better for our pets. In fact, I did want to ask you humbly, what is your fancy title at Zoetis?
2: <laughs> My fancy title is I'm the director of dermatology medical strategy. Okay. So um, I'm a dermatologist, a veterinary dermatologist, and uh, I have a, I work with a team but you know, in terms of what we do medically, not the marketing, not the business side. That's I've got other people who do that for me. But from a medical point of view, what do we Good. need to do for dogs? Where do we need to go? What's the next innovation that we want to bring that's going to help these itchy dogs get relief?
1: So tell us about, there's sort of a spinoff of the Apoquel original. What's going on right now? What do you have to launch?
2: Yeah, you know, Arden, so the, the time in here is perfect. Literally this week, we got approval from the FDA for Apical Chewable, yeah, and Apical Chewable Yay. is essentially got the same active ingredient as Apical, the regular original Apical film coded tablet, but it comes in a highly palatable, chewable formulation. In fact, there's a study that we did in the United States here and gave over 120 dogs for seven days, gave them Apical Chewable and allowed them free choice. Over 90% of them took the tablet either out of the owner's hand or out of a bowl. No having to put this tablet down the throat, wondering if it's if it's there, what's happening, you know, none of that stuff. Over ninety percent, highly palatable.
1: And is it got a certain flavor? Chicken, beef, or you know, spinach? I don't know. Great.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great question. It's actually pork liver flavoured, okay?
1: Oh, that's Kona, my dog's personal favorite.
2: (laughs) Your dog likes liver pate or pork liver pate? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. She can have all the liver on my plate anytime, anywhere. But you you make a point because there are a lot of folks that have to give medicine to their dogs, their cats, and you don't want it to be a struggle. And I teach pet first aid and we teach people when you're giving liquids, big tooth, little tooth, little tooth, pocket. To insert the syringe. And for the pill, there's options now, chewables that are flavored, or you can, you know, pop it down the throat with a little butter and blow on the nose the old-fashioned way. But I think what you're saying to me and saying to our listeners out there who really are concerned about allergies for their pets is making the medicine go down. I'm not going to sing Julie Andrews right now, but making the medicine go down is the first good, effective start, right? Right. Yeah,
2: exactly. And you know what? There's, amongst the veterinary population and, and veterinary healthcare team members, there's there's somewhat of an underappreciation of the challenges that pet owners face in giving their dogs an oral medication on a, on a regular basis, like daily. Yeah. Apical is a daily tablet, right? One of the reasons, um, I was in practice for a long time before I, I joined Zoetis. And one of the reasons that, that people underappreciate the challenge is because I made the mistake of saying to people, "Can you give your dog tablets or capsules?" And you know they don't want to admit that it's difficult. They just say, "Yeah, I can do it, sure." You know, because it's kind of embarrassing to admit that you can't. But you know what, Arden? If you ask them, share with me your experience when you have to give tablets. That's not a yes/no answer, okay? Now, and and as soon, I've soon learned when once I learned that, I realized as soon as they hesitate, you know they are challenged, okay
1: you know what you would have made a darn good investigative reporter i was a newspaper reporter for 20 years and you don't ask somebody a yes or no question and sir you did it and what you're doing is you're helping them get through an issue so they can be better for their pets
2: yeah and once they share their challenge you can say now with apical chewable you don't have to be concerned with that i want to take that worry away from you and it is a worry for owners because they, they don't know whether it's gone down. They don't know. They feel bad about, you know, what I paid for. Is my dog actually getting the
1: benefit of it? Exactly. Or did the other dog eat it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, we always recommend you you do it in a room away from the other pets. and on a floor, you can hear the pill if it drops, like maybe a bathroom, and then let them out, you know. But, yeah, that's a good idea. Now, if we had to put in perspective, we talked about – allergies being sort of the number one go-to vet call. Can you put into perspective how pervasive allergies are? And I know there's like food allergies and environmental allergies, but in the dog world, what's going on? And and how is this new Apoquel chewable maybe going to put a dent in that?
2: Yeah, allergies are, as I said to you, the number one reason that dogs are taken to the veterinarian it's kind of estimated that somewhere around about 15% of dogs have allergies. But I think that's an a, a significant underestimation. Um, if you go back and look at medical records in hospitals, it's probably higher than that. And the thing about it, Arden, is just like in humans where there's been an, been an increase in incidence of hay fever and, and bronchi- allergic bronchitis and allergic yeah. conjunctivitis, there's increase in allergies in dogs. And when you think about it, I don't know if you realize or recognize that you know what the number one dog breed in the United States is now? It's for the first time this year, is taken over from from labs.
1: Yes, and I don't want to steal your thunder. I will speak my French. It will seem magnifique, but you take it over. What is now the number one dog according to the American Kennel Club?
2: Drum roll! It's the French bulldog. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> and they
1: are
3: awesome dogs. Yeah, but dogs,
1: that's aren't... good and that's bad. I mean, they got that pushed in face. What's going on with the brachiocephalic breeds? They are the sweetest dogs. They are really fun. But
2: apart from the brachycephalic issues, they have lots of allergies. So all of those actually the, the very popular breeds, be it retrievers, goldens or labs, the Frenchies, a lot of little terriers those are allergic breeds, and and the increase in popularity means that we continue to see more and more allergies. So providing solutions like Apical film-coated tablets or now Apical chewable is, is just such a huge advancement. You know, what most people do, as soon as your dog starts scratching, I mean, most people don't go to the veterinary in the first day or maybe not even the first week. What do they do? They search online. They talk to the dog groomer
1: or their friend or the breeder. And also, Dr. Google, stay away from Dr. Google. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good information
2: on the web, and there's a lot of rather poor information, right? I mean, we all understand that. The thing that they usually come up with is you should be using antihistamines for your allergic dog. And in fact, you know, there's been many studies on antihistamines. And, you know, I, look, hey, I'm a scientist. I'm a veterinarian. I always, at the, I always start with what does the data tell us? And we've got a lot of data. And there's a consensus statement which says there is likely little to no benefit for antihistamines in controlling the immediate itch that dogs or that have allergies have. Little to no benefit. And I don't think that's what Google tells you. Because if it was, most people would say, well, I don't want to try those. And part of that problem, actually, Arden, is that eventually, of course, those ideas to means that they try over-the-counter Benadryls and those things. They don't work. They try some sprays and shampoos, which might provide just a little temporary relief, but it's, yeah. for the most part, it gets worse and continues. Then they call their veterinarian. And the veterinarian, very you know, veterinarians are incredibly busy these days. Uh, the post-COVID world, all the people exactly. are very familiar with, you know, the 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 number of pets that people now have. And, and the number of veterinarians haven't increased as, as much as the number of people owning pets. So that it's a challenging situation for veterinarians. And if someone calls up and says, hey, my dog's been scratching for the last couple of weeks, what, what advice are you going to give me? Veterinarians usually are going to give over the, the, a phone fix, and, you know, something over the phone and telling them, and you know what they say? Antihistamines. Yep. And the problem is uh, vet, um, pet owners totally trust their veterinarian. At the end of the day, they call in, they have a lot of faith and believe what their veterinarian's telling them. And the veterinarian's saying, look, why don't you just try antihistamines? They believe that's a validation of the antihistamine story.
1: I wanna jump in here too, because I teach Pet First Aid and you have to be careful what is on that label with antihistamine. I call it, you just have the big D, diphenhydramine, because what are the dangers if they get children's Benadryl or they do something with a pain reducer with acetaminophen.
2: Correct. And there are other pseudoephedrines which help. And you it's not just the antihistamine. There's often other things. So you have to be very careful. Couldn't agree more. The problem is that- I just that,
1: wanted to say diphenhydramine in front of you, sir, to try to impress you.
2: Uh, uh, diphenhydramine or hydroxyzine or clomastine or- No, we can carry on. But We're, we're talking about Benadryl, Zyrtec. You know, the things that people commonly use. And yet the satisfaction levels with antihistamines, we, we do constant surveys and studies with veterinarians, and we ask them, how satisfied are you with, with how well antihistamines work for um, allergic disease? They have a 1% satisfaction rating. And it's, wow. well, why would you recommend them, even if it's over the phone, if you all you're going to do is disappoint the owner, not get any control of the disease, which means it's going to continue.
1: Let's dive in deeper, but we got to take a break so we pay for the show. So we're speaking with Dr. Andrew Hillier. He's from Zoetis, and I want you to pay attention because he's really helping us with that crazy prevalent problem of allergies in our dogs. But we got to sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a walk on the red
3: carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink. And now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat? Easy peasy. A small mountain lion? No problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over 3 million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com. Use code meow 30 at checkout and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club.
0: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets
3: on Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
1: <laughs> Hi there, I'm Kate Walton. I hope you're going to tune in and listen to OB Hayes on Pet Life Radio with Arden Moore because she's a delight.
0: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Behave. Here's Arden.
1: Welcome back to the Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am learning a lot from Dr. Andrew Hillier. He is amazing. He is at Zoetis and he's talking about a new chewable Apoquel for dogs that have allergies we were talking a little bit about the really non-value of using antihistamines. Talk a little bit about what Zoetis is doing, because you're trying to get the word out, but you're also trying to help shelters. So I know there's something kicking off in August. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Sure, and thanks for asking about it, Arden, because it's something that we, we're really proud of. It's to commemorate our 10-year anniversary from the launch of Apoquil. And we were thinking about what can we do, you know, in part of our giving back and and our philanthropy. And and we have a program called Zoetis for Shelters. You can actually go to it at zoetisforshelters.com. And as part of that, what we're doing is we have an APAQUIL grant program for pet shelters across the country. And and in this program, we'll be giving 10 different shelters, enough APAQUIL to treat 100 dogs that are in their care. Because all of these dogs, oh great, you know, yeah, it's not just dogs that have their forever homes that get allergies. It's dogs waiting for forever homes that also have allergies,
1: and that may preclude them from getting adopted. Because you go and look and say, "Well, this one's itching and chewing and scratching. I think I'll go get this other one."
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. But it, but you know, people have the kindest hearts, and even if there's a history of some allergies, but if the shelter can say. We've been treating this dog with Apical or Apical chewable tablets, and the dog's doing fantastically. That gives that owner some confidence that, yeah, I don't mind. I accept. I've, I've had an allergic dog before, and I really didn't have any solution for it. But you're telling me that we do have uh, treatments now that are safe and effective. So you can see that that's going to help with it. We would hope that it's going to help with adoptions for dogs that are suffering from allergies that are waiting for their forever home.
1: So I understand shelters can apply. There's certain ground rules. You just go to Zoetis for Shelters and be able to get all the details, correct?
2: Yeah, you can go to ZoetisforShelters.com and you'll get all the information there. You can apply to be one of those 10 shelters because what nice. uh, that, that might get the grant. And here's what we're going to do. So we mentioned at the, at the beginning of the show, right? August is yep. Itchy Pet Awareness Month. So between now and August is basically a month and a half.
1: I forgot to buy my T-shirt for that month. I have to get one. I love this. Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Everybody get a T-shirt.
2: I'm thinking that we may well get one for you and send it to you. And on your program, you can wear it. And I know this is I would wear it proudly. I'm sure you're going to wear it somewhere that people are going to say, that is a great idea. And in August, we will draw. And the only criterion for entry to be considered for this grant is the shelter has to see at least a hundred dogs in a, a year. Okay. So there's some very okay. small shelters which probably won't be able to apply, but there are thousands of them that see a hundred dogs a year. So that's the only thing. And, and we'll we'll draw 10 lucky shelters that are going to get enough apical to treat a hundred dogs.
1: I love it. I love it. Doctor, you like Andrew or Andy Hillier? What is your preference?
2: Most people call me Andy. My mom calls me Andrew, but, you know, let's go with Andy.
1: (laughs) Okay, good, because you're not in trouble with me, Dr. Andy. (laughs) But your accent clearly isn't from Kentucky. Can you tell people a little bit about your background, what country you're from, and what made you want to become a veterinarian and a scientist?
2: Yeah, sure. Hey, um, Yeah, I'm from South Africa, originally spent the first 25 years of my life there, graduated as a veterinarian there. I lived in Australia for eight years, practicing as a general practitioner. Then I came to the United States and permanently in 1996, I, I did a residency in dermatology. So I've been a dermatologist for, you know, um, coming on 25 years now.
1: So That's cool. I mean, you, pick, you picked a specialty that's not easy. You're like a pet detective. You're trying to crack a case, right? 100%. And
2: in fact, it's funny that you should say that because if you said... You are not allowed to be a veterinarian. My second choice was going to be a detective. And it is. It's Oh,
1: snap, really? You,
2: you are pretty damn <laughs> hey, sharp. <laughs> you
1: can run a background check on me. I'm okay. Go ahead. <laughs> try it, Dr. Andy. I'm okay. You can try it. That's pretty cool. But you're using your detective skills in veterinary medicine.
2: Yeah. And that's and that's what I love. And you know, I'm the polar opposite to a surgeon. Surgeons, they've got a problem, they're going to do surgery, they fix it, and they're done. Next case, please. Me, my patients live with me forever. And I don't mind that, you know, it's trying to find, how can I?
1: You get invited to their weddings and birthdays, (laughs) right? You're you're the great uncle. Uncle Andy's coming.
2: (laughs) Yeah, birthday parties and weddings. Yep, that has happened. Not so much the weddings, but birthday parties, most definitely.
1: But why would you take such a challenging field of veterinary medicine? I don't know if you know Dr. Lowell Ackerman. He's a good friend of mine. We actually wrote a book together. He's a brilliant man just like you. You both are knowledgeable in uh dermatology and things like that. It's not an easy specialty.
2: Yeah, I do know lol and he is he's awesome, he's wonderful and he his his knowledge goes beyond just dermatology. He's done a lot oh, of yeah. things. But um why? Uh because when I grew up as a kid, my mom was a breeder of English setters and um she was a show judge, she showed the dogs and We had, uh, several of them had allergies and we had nothing. This is before even steroids were a thing. And I watched several dogs be, have very, very miserable lives and their quality of life was extremely poor. And I always wanted to be a veterinarian. Okay. So, and and once I became a veterinarian, seeing so many skin cases reminded me of those pets that I'd had. I said to myself, and and by the time I became a veterinarian, steroids were the go-to. But there were so many side effects. I said to myself, there's got to be a better way. OK, there has to be another way. That was back in 1989. I remember exactly when it was. And I said to myself, I'm going to find another way. Well, it took till 2013 for me to join Zoetis and for Apical to be approved and launched. But, you know, uh, that's the basis of the story. and, And we're in such a better place now. So it doesn't, we don't only have apical, we've also got an injectable called Cytopoint. I don't know if you've ever heard of Cytopoint. No,
1: and slow down on that because I want people to know, and I'm not trying to make you win a spelling bee, but could you spell that?
2: Yeah, sure. So it's Cytopoint, C-Y-T-O-P-O-I-N-T, Cytopoint. And the cool thing about that, Arden, is it's a monoclonal antibody, which is unheard of in veterinary medicine, the first monoclonal antibody for pets ever. And what it does is it targets and neutralizes the exact chemical, which is the primary cause of the itch in dogs. So it kind of, it's like a huge sponge. You give an injection of the stuff and you slurp up and soak up all of that chemical It's called interleukin 31. And for four to eight weeks, dogs don't itch. doesn't work in every dog, but where it is just a single injection. So we've got two great options. You can either give your dog a daily tablet Or you go to your veterinarian every four to eight weeks for an injection of Cytopoint if you've got an allergic dog.
1: I wish you would have a little more enthusiasm about what you do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have been accused of being a little passionate. Isn't it awesome to be in a field that you want to be in? I mean, seriously, kudos to people that do other different areas of work. I personally have found my niche. I love what I'm doing. And I am so delighted. You have so much passion But you also have so much knowledge, and I'm not sucking up to you. I'm telling you, man, you are really, really a trailblazer, and I'm honored to have you on my show.
2: Let me tell you, at the end of the day, there's there's two things that thank you very much. I appreciate those words, and there's two things I want to share. I'm the fortunate one. I'm honored to be able to present these two products to veterinarians to pet owners. There's a team at our research and development who work years long hours really hard they they have failures but they eventually succeeded i'm the lucky one who everybody says oh you guys are great they don't ever get that
1: well wait a minute let's give them pause and applause
2: yay yay for zoetis r d exactly the other thing for me is because and and i alluded to this earlier i understand how the quality of life for the pet with allergies is affected And i understand how the quality of life for the pet owner with a an allergic dog is affected and i understand how those two things affect the bond between the owner and their pet and i'm all about supporting and enhancing and strengthening the bond between the pet and the owner because that's what it's
1: all about well you are bringing out the best in pets and their people for a lot of this research Any parting message? I can't believe the show's almost over. I've been having a great time with you, Dr. Andy.
2: No, I really appreciate you having me on, you know, and and I I want to encourage people to, we talked about ZoetisForShelters.com and that's the shelters can go there. You know, in case anybody's uncertain, any one of your listeners are are uncertain about, I wonder if my dog's behavior that I'm seeing is abnormal. There's a website that we do. It's an unbranded one. It's called itchinforhelp.com. So, I say it again, itching for I-n-g. help, itching for help, F O R H E L P, itchingforhelp.com. And if you have any uncertainty about whether what your the behavior your dog is demonstrating might be abnormal and actually could be a clinical sign of, of allergic disease, that website can help you. So, itchingforhelp.com.
1: itchingforhelp.com. That is so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Everyone, it has been my honor to have on our show today, Dr. Andy Hillier. He's from Zoetis. We're talking about a new chewable, Apoquil. We're talking about an injectable, but you can hear his passion. They have a program to help animals in shelters. And I love this itchingforhelp.com. So I thank you. And I hope someday we get to meet in person because you've become one of my favorite veterinarians now. I'd love to.
2: It has been absolutely awesome. And I'm not forgetting, I'm getting you an Itchy Pet Awareness Month (laughs) t-shirt.
1: And you know what? I'll wear it and I will post it on social media. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having Dr. Hillier on our show. Big shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the surgeon of sound. Pet Life Radio is the longest running pet radio network on the planet. And humbly, my show, Obehave, has been on the air longer than any of you pet podcasts since 07. Please check out ardenmore.com if you want to find out who this crazy loon is behind this microphone. And also, I have just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there.